Hello, and welcome to Imperfect Men, yet another Rexypod rating all the founding fathers of the U.S., from Andrew Adams to George With, I'm Cody. I'm Stephen. Uh, and today, we are discussing John Collins. John Collins. They made a drink after him, the John Collins. <laughs> I was about to ask, does that name mean anything to you? Yeah, not, no, not really, besides no. that. But it's yeah. not really a drink. It's Tom Collins, I think, is the drink. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I'm not the... I'm not a drink Bill expert. Collins. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I've Some never Collins. had Collins. But anyway, uh, the first person we've talked about from Rhode Island. Oh, the R.I. Yeah. I don't know what the state nickname is, but... <laughs> oh, do you think it has a nickname? Do they have... Well, they, well, they all do. But... All the states have a nickname? Yeah, like, you know, we're the Buckeye State. Oh, yeah. New York the Empire State. Oh, yeah. The Windy City. State. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Chicago. No, Delaware's, that's Chicago. <laughs> Delaware is just the first state because they got nothing else. Hey, that's pretty big. The yeah, first one? Yeah. Barely. But anyway, we're, we're already off topic here. Yeah. John Collins. John Collins. Born on June 8th, 1717 in Newport, Rhode Island, the son of Samuel and Elizabeth Collins. Not much survives about his early life. Oh, no. It's going to be one of these guys? Other than they followed his father into the mercantile business, and he, that he married Mary Avery sometime in the 1750s. Sometime. He got married at some point. No dates. Uh, as tensions with Britain grew, Collins supported the colonial cause, as many of the people we are discussing did. <laughs> well, obviously. As, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, he served in Congress from 1778 to 1780, and again from 1782 to 83, where he signed the Articles of Confederation which is why we're talking about him. There he is. Following the Revolution, Collins supported the creation of a paper currency, which was advocated by Rhode Island's powerful agricultural interests, which we'll get into that a little bit more in one of the categories. Okay. So, His support for this position enabled his election as governor, with his term beginning, beginning on May 3rd, 1786. Okay. He's now the governor. The, the governor. Of Rhode Island. Yeah, Rhode Island. <laughs> I believe the full name is Rhode Island Providence Plantations. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> is that the real the whole thing? They just changed it recently. <laughs> wow, because they wanted to get away from the whole plantation thing. Oh boy. Yeah. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. The paper money issue dominated his term, with a legal battle between the judiciary and the legislature ensuing. Uh, the Continental Convention took place during Collins' term, but Rhode Island refused to send any delegates as it rejected any attempt to strengthen the federal government. Okay. We'll get into that a little bit more, too. Okay. The state did not ratify the Constitution until May of 1790, which was little over a year since it went into effect. Oh. Oh. Collins' eventual support for ratification cost him the governorship, and is terminated on May 5th, 1790. He's governor for about four years. He was elected as Rhode Island's first member of the U.S. House of Representatives, but declined to serve. Okay. Which is something you kind of see early on. I mean, nowadays you wouldn't see it because, you know, you need to file as a candidate and signature and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I liken it to, I, I'm thinking it's this kind of situation because, like, back then, they, they were, like, very, they loved their Romans and their Roman Republic people. Okay. okay. And you couldn't openly, you know, in this Roman style, you couldn't openly, like, 
uh, advocate for an office. Like you didn't campaign for yourself. It was oh, almost like it was like yeah. hoisted upon you reluctantly. Or, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 One of things where it's like, oh, oh. I, 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 I don't want to serve, but yeah. if the people choose me, right. then I will. I <laughs> will. People. I am a servant of the people. Not yeah. Not the uh, all the other rich guys that are yeah. choosing you. Not not those guys. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I think but, Thomas Jefferson was one of the worst about that. Yeah, I mean, Washington was too. I mean, there were a lot of more bad about that. But Yeah, um, but I think Washington was legit. I think he was really didn't want to do it. And probably, he was just well, like, yeah, well, probably by the end of the war, yes. Yeah. But, um, but this is probably an instance where it's like, he he, he was probably like, oh, no, I, I, I don't want to serve. Because at this point, he's, you know, he's pretty old he's in his 70s oh geez okay yeah so it's like you know no i I don't want to serve but everybody all the voters are like oh you don't want to serve okay we understand you we (laughs) we get you you don't want to serve Uh and then they vote for him and he was like i no i i meant it i don't want to serve and they're just like oh whoops we thought you meant like you know you don't want to serve, wink, wink. <laughs> Not actually, oh, I don't want to serve. Like a metaphor. Huh? We thought it was like some kind of weird yeah, simile or something. <laughs> we didn't think you actually meant what you said. Yeah. I mean, you're a politician after all. Is that, there you go. So, I, I just think it's like one of those things. But uh, but anyway, uh, then he died on March 4th, 1795 in Newport, Rhode Island, age 77. 77? He lived a while. Yeah. For back then. I mean, that's, that's oh, yeah. pretty ripe. Yeah. I mean, today's. <laughs> He's ripe. <raping. laughs> Yeah, he's right. He was right. <laughs> uh, today's, you know, death before, think, his, before his banana peel skin was like just too green, and now it's it was flaking little, off. Now it's starting a little brown. Yeah, he uh, been in the fridge too long. I think the the death was it seventy two now, something like that. Is like for, the average. For men, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's yeah. and that's now. Yeah. So like, he lived well over our average even today. So let's get to these categories: perpetual union. Oh, how influential were they in the founding documents? Yes. Well, he arrived in Congress after the articles were debated and ratified, so he didn't contribute anything to those other than the signature, which he'll already get a bonus point for later. Okay. However, I'm going to use this time to kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent. Oh, no. He was governor of Rhode Island when the Constitution was being debated, when all the states were ratifying it. And since Rhode Island didn't send any delegates to the Constitutional Convention, we won't really have an opportunity to discuss why Rhode Island didn't. Okay. So I'm going to use this time to kind of give you a little bit of history of Rhode Island around this time. Oh, okay. Because it is kind of interesting. <laughs> All right. So Rhode Island, as I mentioned, the only state not to send a delegate to the Constitutional Convention. The state developed a reputation for political obstinacy when it came to reform, being the lone dissenting vote for several proposed amendments to the Articles of Confederation. Because remember, the Articles required a unanimous vote amongst the 13 states for any amendment to be uh, uh ratified sure and there were several attempts in the 1780s to ratify or to amend the articles like hey we can enforce tax collection a big one hey let's have the federal government regulate commerce let's have the federal government have a let's have a one single unified currency and a lot of these rhode island was the only dissenting vote (laughs) wow wow so 12 it was like 12 to 1 several times but you needed all 13 that's ridiculous yes uh the state was derisively nicknamed rogue island oh for hey. its uh Snap. strong anti-federalist stance Ooh, that's rough yeah rogue, <laughs> rogue island yeah witty yeah 
So after the revolution, politics in the state were dominated by two factions, the Merchant Party and the Country Party. Oh boy. I can only imagine where that's going. The Merchant Party was the political force of the state's merchant class, mm-hmm. whereas the Country Party was the vehicle for the rural elite. Ooh. And a lot of the more uh, lower class farmers. Okay. The country party, which took power in the state in 1786, was opposed to a federal currency, instead opting to print state-backed paper currency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the whole debate behind this was that, especially after the Revolution, you have a lot of these rural farmers who are indebted to the merchants, because they're the merchants are the ones with the money. Okay, okay, we'll lend you some money mm-hmm. to, you know, pay for your farm stuff, so you can buy like supplies or sure. equipment or, or what have you. Yep. Problem was, the economy wasn't doing great at this time, especially because there wasn't a unified currency, there wasn't a unified trade policy or anything, or, or any regulation of commerce. So states could just throw up trade barriers between themselves, <laughs> or say like, hey, we're not going to import anything from your state because we want to protect our industry in that area, uh, you know, that type sure, of thing. Yeah. It was like, it was really, cha- really chaotic. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. And the federal government, a lot of these old far- like farmers were veterans of the Re- Revolutionary War. Yeah. And the federal government couldn't enforce any taxing power, so they didn't have much money coming in. Sure. Didn't have money to pay the veterans their pensions. Oh, boy. It's like Which, a circle. Well, that's how Shays Rebellion starts. Okay. Yeah, okay. And, and it wasn't just in Massachusetts. You have uh, instances like this breaking out all over New England, specifically. Like in New Hampshire, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. Hmm. And so a lot of these farmers wanted a paper currency that could be implemented. And like, as with any currency, the more you the more you make of it, the <laughs> higher inflation is going to be. Right. Right. Yep. And Rhode, uh, you know, and, and as we'll see here, this could kind of have some effects. Sure. So, as I said, the country party they took power in 1786, and they are the political force of the rural farmers. Oh, yeah. So, like, in Shea, like in Massachusetts, you have Shays Rebellion. Like, they just flat-out rebel, eventually gets put down. Connecticut kind of had the same thing, but they come to a compromise about it. Okay. Rhode Island, those farmers end up taking power. Oh, wow, okay. They end up getting voted in. Dang. Uh, including our guy Collins. Okay. That's when he's elected governor. Because he's part of this country faction, which is interesting, because, in fact, he came from a mercantile background. I was say, like, yeah, wasn't he merchant? That's weird. Well, he's one of those maybe he's one of these guys who sees which way the political winds are blowing. Uh, so. he's like, well, they're winning, so hey, I'm with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and they put forward this policy where Rhode Island they just keep printing paper money, and they put in a law to where the merchants have to accept the paper money as payment for debts. The <laughs> so more, they're, pay- well, the they're more- printing the money, they're paying for their debts to the merchants with the money that they're printing. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and, and and there's, like, you know, it, it, gets, it got to the point where 15 Rhode Island dollars essentially equaled one generally accepted, like, gold coin dollar. Okay. That's a terrible exchange rate. <laughs> well, because it just kept printing money. Yeah. But if you make the merchants have to, like, if they you make them, if you force them to accept this paper currency at face value, they essentially lose, lose money on it. Oh, and yeah. And it makes it a lot easier for the farmers to pay off their debts. Yeah, sure, yeah, makes sense. But the merchants are not going to be happy about that. No, and it, and there was this really weird instance where 
a bill was proposed to essentially have the state take over the merchant shipping businesses in the state. Wow. Which is really weird because it's like almost like communist. Yeah. Com- yeah. Communist Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, the government should just handle everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's really odd for this time. Yeah, that yeah. is. That is weird. The People's Republic of Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That would have been, that. that's interesting if that would have actually yeah. kept going, you know. Yeah, and wrote, it just contributes to the state's reputation as just this weird little, like, I don't know, pimple on the side of America. <laughs> you pimple know? on the ass of America. <laughs> yeah. And and a lot of the other people in the other states are kind of looking at this with alarm because they saw, like, oh, the people rose up and took power, especially, like, these elites. Oh, like, they didn't course. want any of this, yeah. which helps contribute to, like, the calling of the Constitutional Convention. Because it's like, okay, we need to put a... Stop to this. Yeah, we need yeah. we need to get a handle on this. We need to strengthen the federal government. Look what's happening in Rhode Island. Pretty it's much. out of control over there. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so that that's where things stand. Uh, and, of course, the Merchant Party, um, they're still fighting this. They're opposing this. Uh, and once the Constitution was completed, these pro- and anti-ratification factions crystallized because the Country Party does not want ratification. Because the Constitution gives the federal government the power to regulate commerce, to print currency, which is kind of going to undo everything they already Exactly. Did. It's like the exact opposite of what they want. Yes. Yeah. And they were also assisted by the state's significant Quaker population. Okay. Because the Constitution, did, I mean, this as it was originally, no Bill of Rights yet. Okay. There were no protections for freedom of religion. And there were a lot of accommodations to slavery in the Constitution, which, of course, the Quakers are very, very anti-slavery. Yeah, they were. So, in Rhode Island, it had kind of been founded as a religious, kind of freedom of religion oh, type of place, sure. like one of these refuges. Gotcha. Or like some other colonies. Sure, sure. So. Yeah, yeah. So, in March 1788, after much debate, the country party held a referendum on ratification. Now, by this point, like Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey... Um, I think Georgia, mm-hmm. um, I think a couple other states, they've already held their ratification conventions and ratified the Constitution. Okay. So it's, it, it's, start, it's starting to get, a, get on a roll here. Sure. They hold a referendum and ratification, which is kind of revolutionary in itself. Because like I said, all the other states, they hold conventions. This is a referendum. They put it to a public vote. I mean, of... <laughs> People who could who, who could vote, sure, sure, you know, right, yeah. proper voting white men, right? Yeah, you know, so it's not exactly all the people. Yeah. yeah, and it fails, and it fails by a lot. It fails like two thousand seven hundred some odd votes to like three hundred or something. <laughs> well, stupidly, the Merchant Party said we're going to boycott this vote because we don't like it. Okay, <laughs> which I've never understood that, even up to the day where it's like, oh, we're going to boycott this vote. Okay, well, you know you're guaranteeing your opposition to win, right? If you don't vote, I, I've just I've never understood. Yeah, I don't know. Some it's kind like, of weird statement. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure in some instances, like you know, I'm, I'm probably make a poor generalization, but yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever, teach their own. In July 1788, violence broke out during Independence Day celebrations between Federalists and Anti-Federalists. Mm. So, that's always great, political violence. Yeah, that's good. 
Uh, in a letter to Congress in September 1789, Collins stated that his people had, quote, not separated themselves from the principles of the Articles and wanted further checks and securities on federal power. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, hey, those Articles, we, 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 we really dug those Articles as they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is why we always just, you know, if we would know in the amendments, we thought the Articles were fine. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 we don't want, uh, this federal government, it sounds too powerful in this Constitution. Mm-hmm. That's why we're not too, uh, not too jived about it. <laughs> now, by that time, after the ratification by North Carolina, Rhode Island remained the only state not to ratify the Constitution, which had taken effect earlier that year. Mm. So, 12 of the 13 are already operating under the Constitution. Right. This tiny little Rhode Island is not. <laughs> They're like, no, we're not going to do that. Finally, a vote to call a ratification convention succeeded on January 17, 1790, with Collins casting the deciding vote in favor. Mm. Came down to one vote? Mm-hmm. And John Collins, our guy, he, he cast it. This was the 12th attempt by Federalist <laughs> politicians in the state to ratify the Constitution. Wow. They tried 12, they tried 11 times before, but they finally got it on this one. Now, you may be asking, well, wasn't Collins opposed to it up at this point? Doesn't he lead, isn't he part of the faction that was opposed to it? Well, by this point, the Bill of Rights has already passed Congress, and it's out before the states for ratification, Mm -hmm. which addresses a lot of the problems with it in terms of, um, especially with the Quakers' freedom of religion, mm-hmm. addresses like a lot of the uh, fundamental rights. A lot of people want it spelled out. Right. And we'll see this throughout uh, the ratification debates of the Constitution. Several states ratified it with conditions, mm-hmm. like uh, Massachusetts would. Um, I, think, I can't remember if Maryland did or not. Uh, South Carolina did, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But like they were like, hey, we'll ratify it, but we want... Like, we want this to be done, we want this to be done. And yeah. that's why a lot of people were opposed to it initially, because they had no Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is kind of placate those people. Um, so th- this may have been a factor in Collins kind of switching. Gotcha. Also, it was kind of becoming untenable. Yeah. Because it's just like, we are are we our own country now? Are we doing this, or what's like, happening? We're, we're, yeah, Rhode Island's kind of like in this limbo. <laughs> They're just over there like, eh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I feel like it right now. Yeah, uh, but those were the likely motivating factors for him changing. Be like, okay, well, you know, we lost. We'll try our best to like work within this framework. <laughs> but remember, the country party is still in charge. Yeah. Okay. And they vote him out of office. Oh, no. For Collins. casting this deciding vote. Oh, no. And his term ends uh, in early May 1790. Oh, poor Collins. And he's replaced by Arthur Finner, a, another leader of the country party. Mm-hmm. And, 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 he kind of like drags his feet with calling this uh, with this convention, but like, oh, you know, maybe we don't necessarily have to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, his hand is forced on May eighteenth, seventeen ninety, when the U.S. Senate passed a bill that would put Rhode Island under a complete trade embargo if they did not pass the con- if they did not ratify the Constitution. <laughs> they blackmailed him. <laughs> yeah, the Senate was like, "Hey, we will just cut you off completely. Mm-hmm. Like you, like." It's twelve. We will blockade your ports. It's twelve against one. All right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and you are a very small one. Yes, yeah, tiny. So, like, if this passes the House and if Washington signs it, it's gonna be law. And they're like, okay. They kind of see the writing on the wall. 
and Rhode Island finally ratified the Constitution on May 29, 1790, almost 15 months after it went into effect and over two and a half years after it was completed. Jeez. And even then, the final vote to ratify was 34 to 32. Wow, man. To the last... Wow. Like, Rhode Island was dragged kicking and screaming into the new federal government. Jesus. That, yeah. little, that little state. Yeah. And I guess maybe, like, putting him up for election in the House is, like, maybe just kind of, like, placate Collins. Like, hey, we kicked you out of office, but here, mm-hmm. we you can have this. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm old. I'm 70 years old, man. Yep. I'm too old for this. Too old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of that wasn't necessarily about Collins himself, but I felt it was important to kind of give a snapshot of this weird little What's story of Rhode Island yeah. and the Constitution. Because it's like, I don't think we're going to be able to talk about this again because there aren't that many Rhode Islanders we're going to be talking about anyway. Really? And, no, and there weren't any sent to the Constitutional Convention, so we won't be able to talk about it in terms of uh-huh. relation to that state. So it's like, well... He was the governor then. Might as well talk about it now. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Well, Rhode Island just didn't want to do anything. They were like, no, we don't want to do the things you want us to do. <laughs> They're like, listen, we all, everybody else is doing it. They're like, I will not give in to peer pressure. <laughs> okay, so, so that was Perpetual Union. A lot of it, you know, not really doing with him or had to do with yeah. him. Yeah. What do you want to give him? Zero. Easy. Zero. You want to give him a thing? A what? You want to give him anything at all? I don't know. Okay. I mean, what did he do? He didn't do anything to... The only thing he did was cast that vote to call the convention. But it was going to happen eventually anyway, so... Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Um, I was just going to give him, like, a half point just for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you do whatever like, you want. <laughs> I mean, it was influential in a tiny way for this last state to get across the finish line. I get. Well, I mean, still they kicking and screaming the whole way, and they kicked him out before they even did it anyway. <laughs> so it's like political you, sacrifice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So hey, that's hey, that's fine. So that's a zero point five <laughs> for perpetual union, as low as you can go while still scoring something. <laughs> uh, we the people, how influential were they outside the founding documents? Well, uh, his support for the state-controlled paper money inadvertently led to a court case that was somewhat important for the development of judicial review. Okay. That's all I got. And he, I, I mean, mean, he was governor at this time, but, I mean, his term was just like, just continued obstinacy from Rhode Island. Okay. Uh, right up until the end, basically. Okay, I see. I'll give him a two. Yeah, that that's probably about what I was thinking. I mean, he's he's influential in Rhode Island to an extent. But right. yeah, beyond that, it's like it's not much. So that's a four for We the People. Now, articles of impeachment. Oh, no. How scandalous were they? Ooh. According to Benjamin Franklin. What? <laughs> at one point, he had a close relationship with Collins until a, until a vague dispute over money. What? Well, <laughs> that was from Ben Franklin's autobiography. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> so they had a dispute over money and that was it? Yeah. Okay. That's all I could find on it. And it was also from his autobiography, which, take with a grain of salt. <laughs> uh, it's pretty fantastic. I've, I've actually oh, oh, read that Oh, one. it is, yeah. But 
like fantastical as in like fantastical yeah, like it's like, like you can tell like, he's he embellished a little uh, bit the, yeah um but i do Frankel love was it. a it's master like, embellisher well he's a great writer though too i oh, mean yeah, it's yeah. a great it's a great book definitely check that one out uh, listeners cause yeah. it's it's a good one but i want to give him um just because he was friends with Bryn franklin i feel like that automatically gives you like a two because <laughs> Ben Franklin was, he was a, oof. he had a he, lot he of stuff. He was a pill. Yeah. Um, you, so you're thinking, you're thinking he was a, had some like wild sex parties with him. Who knows? It's Ben Franklin. It's true. So I'm going to give him two just for being friends with Ben Franklin. Then I'm going to give him a, an extra one because they fell out of being friends over uh, money. I was just going to give him a half. <laughs> Three for me. All right. Well, that's fine. <laughs> So uh, I feel like I explained myself. Hey, that's hey. You do what you want. We'll let the listeners decide. That's a three point five for articles of impeachment. Now, your favorite category: Ooh. the whites of their eyes. Ooh. What does this guy look like? Mm. I have no idea. No picture. No picture. You did. You did bamboozle me. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll give the picture. Blah blah blah. Before we started, there's no picture. I couldn't find one. <sighs> like, like if you Google John Collins founding father online, like some pictures show up, but if you go on the website, it's not him. Like they even say on the website, this is not him. No which picture. Is kind of annoying. Especially because he was the governor. Yeah, wouldn't there you think be there'd governor? be a portrait like somewhere in like the yeah. Rhode Island? I don't know their version of the White House, the governor's mansion, this or the city hall or something, or yeah, or like the Capitol building or something. Capitol building, yeah. If we have any Rhode Island listeners, <laughs> make your way over to the Governor's Mansion or the, your your state capitol building, and just scour. Just go yeah. around, go into like every room. Yeah, even ones you're not allowed to go in. <laughs> See if you can find a picture of John Collins anywhere. Take a picture and send it to us. Exactly. Because I, I think that's what we should do. Like if we have any of our subjects who don't have an uh, don't have any sort of picture. Like Andrew Adams or John Collins, I think there's a couple of others. Mm-hmm. And you go to your state capitol building or a museum somewhere in your local area, and you find one, send it to us, and we'll reevaluate their point total. <laughs> yeah. So. And we'll give you a high five if we see you. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yep. Yes. I will. <laughs> I won't touch you. <laughs> I'll touch you. <laughs> Got pay for that. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a little weird, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, nothing. Zero. Dang, this guy. Woo. Woo. Getting low. All right, bonus round. Oh. One point for signing the Articles of Confederation, mm-hmm. and that gives him a grand total of nine. Nine. That's a. Woo. That's high. Yeah. It. It absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. That's Where's that put him? Yeah, he's not last. It's still still Andrew Adams is last. <laughs> That's Andrew Adams with seven, then William Klingon with seven and a half, and uh. then this guy with nine. Dang. So yeah, he's he's only he's the third person who scored in single digits. So he wasn't like he wasn't a slave owner or anything like that. I couldn't find anything like that. Because the whole plantation thing you were talking about earlier, where I I couldn't find anything. I okay. mean, it doesn't mean he wasn't, but yeah. I couldn't find any definitive proof. Okay, all right, so. fair enough, fair. But 
score doesn't always matter. Because mm. well, I mean. you guys ask the question. <laughs> is John Collins a founding father or a floundering father? <laughs> well, when it, when it comes to a score this low, I think it kind of does matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say floundering father. He didn't uh, do anything. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot out there. Uh, he he had a I mean though, even though he was the governor, mm-hmm. he kind of had a minor role mm-hmm. in this weird little story of the ratification. <laughs> so so yeah, mm-hmm. I mean he's he's a founder. They're floundering. Father. <laughs> oh, he almost said founder. I was no, about to say, no, no, we're no, gonna have no. to flip a coin on he's this a, one. <laughs> no, he's a he's a floundering father. Oh yeah, he just keeps floundering on. Yeah, well there he goes floundering away. Uh, so yeah, so that is uh. The gripping, thrilling tale of John Collins in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Go pour yourself a John Collins tonight, everybody. Yep. And visit Rhode Island. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> visit Rhode Island. I've never been there. Oh, yeah. I wonder what's in Rhode Island. I wonder if there's anything fun there. Uh, Newport, Providence. I know they. I know there's cities there. Yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm saying, sure like, is there anything do. fun there? Like I, some I, kind of famous amusement park or uh, like a famous I building? Like, I think there's... Monument stru- structure. I think there's one national park, one national or, park. or a national historic site for Roger Williams, who was the guy who founded Rhode Island. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's like some sort of like maritime museum there. No, let us know, um, listeners. If you live in Rhode Island, let us know. Should we go to Rhode Island? Have fun there? Do something there? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's stuff there. Yeah. Probably some breweries. Well, there's, yeah, uh, pretty there much go. anywhere you go now, there's a couple of breweries. Sources for this, uh, John Collins, his article, the biographical director of the U.S. Congress. Uh, John Kaminsky, uh, the, the documentary history of the ratification of the Constitution from 2011. Uh, Jesse Kratz, Rogue Island, the last state to ratify the Constitution, that article on the National Archives website from 2015. And as always, see the pinned tweet for general sources. The podcast to recommend Historium. Uh, it's, it, just, it basically just takes like three or four episode arcs going into detail about, you know, just random little events in history. I think the most recent one came out around op, around the time Oppenheimer came out. About three or four episodes into the, the actual history behind the development of The Bomb. Oh, Manhattan so, Project and all that. Yep. So Dang. it's it's good. Uh, go check it out. Pretty solid. Cool. So yeah, so uh, next time... We will be discussing Stephen Crane. That's my name. Well, Stephen is. Yeah. It's like if I was if I was uh, one of the Crane boys from Fraser. Yeah, if you're Fraser's legitimate son or something, I don't know. Well, yeah, I could be his son. Yeah. yeah, I could probably be his son. Never really off topic, but yeah, Stephen <laughs> Crane. Stephen Crane, signer of the uh, Continental Association from New Jersey. <laughs> Continental Association. I had to look at my sheet. <laughs> yeah. Right. Join us next time, listeners. Bye bye. Please be sure to check out our other projects, including We Effed Up, a history podcast where we cover all the times in history where we effed up, and The Drunken Pawn, a YouTube channel where we play board games and drink craft beer, as well as Hard Ticket to Sedaris, a movie podcast covering the action films of the late Andy Sedaris. And for all of our projects, visit our Twitter at AOP Pod Network. I'm Steven. And I'm Cody. And this is Imperfect Imperfect Men. Men.